Welcome to the PowerShell News Podcast. I'm your host, Hajit Dalawal. And I'm the co-host, Mick Pletcher. Hello, Mick. Hey, Harjit. What's going on? Hey, Happy New Year. Same happy to you. Happy 2021. Yeah, um, we're all uh, we're starting a new year, and let's just hope this is going to be a much better year than last. Yeah, and uh, here we are wishing all of you, our listeners, again, best wishes for 2021, and hope things go well, and hope it's uh, better and, and, and awesomer than the previous years, or at least 2020. Absolutely, yeah. 2020 was was a very challenging year uh, for I think for all of us, especially us in IT. Yeah, well, it was definitely a busy, busy year. You know, we had definitely a workload and and things that we needed to do felt like an increased, and I don't see it, you know, uh, reducing anytime soon in 2021. Um, I think we're kind of going to be in about the same trend at least for the maybe first half. But at least we have some experience and ways we can, you know, figure out how to deal and how to work around it. I think so, too. Yes. I mean, uh, we're still I mean, I was responsible last year for getting a lot of um, uh, applications out for, you know, mobility for our users. And and I'm still working on those to to get, you know, a more uh, mobile platform for for the firm. Right. Right. So. Anyway, so what we want to do is start off with, uh, you know, as usual, we, we're not going to dive into a lot of details, but we just want to highlight a few things just to give you guys something to, to think about, something to work on, something to look at, something to read up on. And the first thing is the announcement of Brad Anderson from Microsoft leaving. Uh, Microsoft, actually, I think he's, he's left on January 11th. Oh no, I uh, I'm not sure generally, but he, he's 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 out the door. So if those that don't know Brad Anderson, he's been a really a, a powerhouse in Microsoft. Um, you know, I think he was he's the he was the corporate vice vice president of commercial management experiences. He handled you know the modern uh, device management, you know, such as Config Manager, Endpoint Manager, Intune, and those kind of things. And he's done a fantastic job and brought uh, these device management with, 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 with cloud and, and uh, you know, the more modern tools uh, to the forefront and has been really, really amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I used to see Brad every year at uh, Microsoft Ignite and he, Brad's really genuine and he would get in there. You had questions for him. You know, he, he'd do his best to get you the answer or he knew where to uh, direct you to to get the right answer. Yeah, so he's been um, uh, at Microsoft for 18 years, so it's really a uh, definitely a loss, and and you know a lot of people are sad, and you know I am as well. I mean I met him several times. He's a really nice guy, down to us, very genuine. Really enjoyed his uh, videos that he posts, you know, on a weekly and a monthly basis. Uh, they're fun. Formative and um, and hopefully we'll we'll get to uh, we'll run into him sometime in the in the near future you know yep and you know you and I uh, both doing the same thing we both work in configuration manager you know Brad had such a um, an influence in that industry and one of my favorite Microsoft Ignite years was uh, the celebration of the 25th year of configuration manager and uh, he really went out all out on that year to um, to bring the attention to all of us right. 
And then following that, another surprising departure from Microsoft is Julia White, who was the corporate vice president of product marketing for Azure Developer Tools and Service. And so that came, I think, maybe a few days after Brad's uh, announcement. So that's another shocking uh, news for, for us in the IT industry, especially those of us who work with Microsoft solutions. And uh, she has been very vocal, visible, uh, really a nice person as well. Most of you are probably familiar uh, and, uh, and have seen her at uh, Microsoft Ignite. Um, she's usually one of the keynotes. Really amazing person. So uh, she's going to be missed as well. Definitely. And finally, um, I, and it's, it's not uh, new news uh, a, at all, but um, I do want to also mention uh, one of my good friends and a mentor and, and someone I really highly respect, Michael Niehaus, uh, who also has been at uh, Microsoft probably about 15, 15 years or so. He left a few months ago, um, almost at the end of um, 2020. Um, and, you know, those of you who are familiar with him, you know, he, you know, brought in, you know, MDT and things like that, that you, we've been using and, uh, and was in charge of, you know, autopilot and, you know, those kind of things that, you know, has been tremendous for, for all of us. So he's missed as well. Definitely. All right. So moving on, uh, I think you, you know, you, you had some things that you want to talk about and I'll mention to folks here. One of the things is a blog post by our friend um, Jeff uh, titled, yeah. What the Shell is Happening? Yeah, and it's it's a pretty good uh, blog post. It was about uh, the new Windows PowerShell 7, and he talks about Windows PowerShell 5.1. Um, this is basically an, an elementary uh, blog post, especially for somebody getting just getting into PowerShell now, and they want to know, you know, what's what's the difference between PowerShell 5, what's 7. Uh, he talks a little bit about PowerShell 6. It's basically it's a good information trying to you know they're trying to disseminate which one should I use. And that's mainly what he talks about here. So if you're a beginner, you know, definitely this is a, a great blog to read. And he has a couple of references in it um, that will guide you uh, with more information. Right. So, it, I, I mean, for, the, for, for beginners and stuff, it is um, kind of confusing, right? I mean, you have your built-in PowerShell, which is 5.1. And then you have the, the other versions that are spoken more openly now or being promoted such as PowerShell 7.1, right? Mm-hmm. So some of these, uh, you know, I mean, obviously the PowerShell 7.1s, you know, you have to install over uh, on, on your systems to, to leverage the new, new commandlets and new functions and, and um, all the good stuff. So this is what he talks about, and we will, we will share all these links with you um, so you can, uh, you know, read further in detail about, about it. All right, speaking of releases, PowerShell releases, version 7.1.1 uh, was released uh, on the 14th of this month, January 2021. There's some new uh, updates and fixes. A couple that mentioned here, uh, make app locker in force mode, take precedence over UMCI audit mode. And another one about avoiding an exception if file system does not support three plus points and then 
various other things. You can get this 711 directly from the PowerShell GitHub. So go down to github.com slash PowerShell slash PowerShell slash releases, and you'll find 711 to download. Yep, and this is the uh, uh, GA version of PowerShell. Right. This is the right the prod version of it. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else we want to expand on this? Or? So, uh, I mean, it's basically uh, it, it's it's some fixes in there. They give uh, you know fixing the path of the signed RPMs. They fixed an issue with an unsigned build, and then of course with PowerShell seven, you know, you get access to or you can access that is. Uh, other operating systems, so this moves macOS and Nugent packages to uh, ESRP signing. Right, so, exactly. You know, that's one of the big things about PowerShell 7 when you go to it. Uh, it's cross-platform compatible, which is huge. Right, right. That's that's the difference between the 5.1, the built-in, and, and the 7s. Yes. Yeah. All right, and then moving on to a next release uh, is PowerShell 7.2 Preview 2. That came out uh, mid-December uh, last year. And uh, Steve Lee, who's one of the principal uh, PowerShell engineers, is the uh, one that wrote this blog up. Yep. And uh, so this one is a preview. It's not the production version. And obviously, as we know, previews um, get bug fixes and fine-tuned, and then they become production. So we should see this eventually turning into you know, the uh, RTM down the road, and that's a and that's an interesting part part that you just mentioned. So if if you're using one of these preview versions of PowerShell and you see bugs, you can go to the GitHub site for PowerShell and submit these findings, and they can get those fixed. Absolutely, yep. And this is available again on GitHub as well. Yes, some new new features that uh, this is going to have the. Uh, PS PowerShell uh, PS style. It's an automatic variable uh, variable for uh, ANSI rendering. That's pretty cool that you can change the appearance of fonts on the screen. Uh, yep. Your ANSI fonts. I love that because that is something that has been missing for a very long time. Uh, you know, we've talked in previous uh, episodes here about using a right host and you know how that used to be such a big no no in PowerShell. Right. Um, and the only reason we did that was because you could, uh, at least for myself, because I could change, I could color code uh, outputs to, you know, get the user's attention. But this is uh, a really big uh, upgrade here, in my opinion. Right. All right. So then moving along, uh, we have another blog we want to highlight. It's uh, on Petri.com. It's written by Russell Smith, and it's titled How to Check if a PowerShell Script is Running with Admin Privileges. Uh, Basically, what Russell talks about is that uh, PowerShell doesn't have a commandlet or built-in function that lets you check whether the logged-in user is a member of the administrative group. Uh, which can lead to uh, scripts failing. So to solve this problem, you can build a function to check the logged in user's security status, and he uh, provides uh, some tips and, and, and the scripts uh, to go along with this. Yeah, I, I found this because I was having some problems uh, with he very, what you just said, what he talks about in this. I was having problems where I was running PowerShell scripts, I thought, that were uh, correctly privileged, and they weren't. 
And so when I found his blog here, that really helped me and it solved the issues that uh, I was having for executing um, PowerShell scripts. Actually, I was using it in conjunction with PSExec and it uh-huh. just wasn't running correctly. And then his blog actually helped me uh, fix that because of permissioning. Right, right. Yep. And then uh, moving on to the next one, again, it's also with Russell Smith and on Petri.com. And this one is how to limit resource usage of PowerShell scripts. And what he mentions here is that PowerShell scripts can use a lot of resources, which can be problematic um, and can have a performance impacts on on servers and things like that. And how to work around this uh, the, this issue. Yes, and he brings up one of the um, best ones that I loved, and this was announced at uh, uh, Microsoft Ignite in 2019, was the ForEachObject-Parallel. That was one of the biggest changes they made in PowerShell that I absolutely love. Being able to okay. run, um, uh, do a ForEach statement on uh, and run it parallel on the system instead of having it um, as sequential. That right. was a huge one, and he mentions that, uh, which is really um, – in my opinion, one of the uh, a huge plus for PowerShell. Yeah, he does mention that at the end, and and he mentions about uh, thread jobs, PowerShell thread jobs, or PS thread jobs, as well. Uh, so this is a good this is a good blog to actually uh, check out uh, when you guys have a chance. And it is because uh, you know we. I've seen uh, in some of the PowerShell um, scripting competitions, you know, it's, you know, where they're they're trying to get their script the most, the fastest. So, you know, <laughs> he, he makes some really good good points here. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I know you want to talk about this. I'm not too familiar with this, so I'm going to let you speak about it. But it's uh, it's a YouTube uh, video talking about the basics of PowerShell for pen testers. And so it's security related, and I think it's something that you've been working on or have worked on. So I've worked a little bit on it. Um, it's basically uh, it's written by um, I'm want to make sure I try to get pr- Motasim Motasim Hamdan Hamdan. Okay, yeah, and it's uh, he's a uh, he runs the cybersecurity trainer uh, site on YouTube, and this seemed like a a pretty good video for uh, pen testers that aren't too familiar with PowerShell yet, but they've got to get into it because, you know, as we know, PowerShell, especially if you're working in the Windows environment, is, you know, critical. And uh, and it's definitely going to um, provide the information they need typically for uh, for pen testing and for hackers that they're trying to thwart. Right. Absolutely. Yep. So that's a good one. Um, again, I, we're not diving uh, too deep into it. We're just trying to highlight some of the things that we come across that is... Uh, uh, we think it's valuable for you. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and then, uh, well, this has been pretty big. I mean, Solarigate or Solagate or the various names for it. <laughs> the uh, solo, basically the SolarWinds um, attack that shook the world <laughs> at the end of 2020, right? And it was probably, you know, uh, labeled as the 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 hack of the century or something like that was hack of, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, it was pretty, it's still, it's still ongoing. It's still pretty big. Uh, right. It affected, you know, uh, a specific, I mean, it leveraged a specific solo wins 
tool to uh, you know penetrate um, you know uh, networks and and organizations and and all that fun stuff and it's uh, it's definitely something you should pay attention to. But uh, the point that we bring this up is that uh, you had found an article about uh, an attack uh, that affected some Microsoft 365 and Azure services through this uh, vulnerability, but most specifically using PowerShell, correct? Yes. Well, the the attack itself didn't, uh, it wasn't mentioned that PowerShell was used in it, but in the article, they talk about the detection tools that are used to um, detect this attack. Uh, One of them is called uh, Hawk, and it's an open source PowerShell driven tool that they were used to uh, help investigate the attack. Ah, I see. I see. Okay. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah, there are, there are other tools out there too. Uh, one called Sparrow, I believe, that uh, does something similar. So, so that's that. And then, last but not least, PowerShell Summit 2021. PowerShell DevOps the Global Summit 2021. That again, we want to highlight. We want to we want to mention. We want to promote. It's uh, starting on April 27. To April 29th, the call for speaker, speakers has ended. Uh, that ended last week. Uh, there's been a lot of submissions, so which is which is really awesome. Um, and uh, they have a uh, check out their uh, Twitter and uh, Twitter accounts where the events uh, official events website uh, was posted. And again, we will share the links and stuff like that for, with you guys. Right now, as of this recording, that is 97 days away uh, for the start of this event. And information is available in terms of ticket sales, which will be opening up, I believe, the first week of February. And they uh, are going to be going for $300 per ticket, uh, which actually, um, it's a really, a, you know, in my opinion, a, a major bargain. Because I believe the tickets generally are what fifteen hundred or more uh, for the for the in-person event. Yep, that sounds about right. Yeah, I can't remember what it is exactly, but it's somewhere up in the thousand somewhat range. But that it was somewhere between fifteen and eighteen, uh, from what I recall. Right, and that includes that. No, that doesn't include your flights and your hotels and other expenses. So at three hundred dollars, you're going to get live, interactive sessions that you can chat and ask questions and things like that. And you'll also have access to the video on demand. Uh, let's say if you missed a, missed a session or you just want to go back to it later on, you'll have access to that, I think maybe for a year. So it's really, really a good, um, a good deal. And, um, and again, you know, people may ask, well, why are they charging? Because other events are free and stuff like that. Well, not all events are free, even though they're online. Um, you know, you do need to pay the, the the bills, right? You do need to turn the lights on and stuff like that to keep the organization in existence. So, um, you know, that's that's what these uh, tickets uh, uh, cover, right? Definitely, and and uh, hopefully, possibly next year we we'll, we will be back to somewhat normalcy, and we'll actually be able to all uh, actually attend the summit again. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, um, you know, definitely, um, you know, if you're interested in PowerShell, you want to, you know, whether, you know, improve it or learn something new or, you know, or start 
definitely uh, check out the PowerShell and DevOps um, Global Summit event and you know get your approvals now and uh, you'll be ready to go when the ticket sales uh, go online. Definitely. And I read, if I'm not mistaken, I read there was more than 100 submissions for this. Uh, I think so. I think there were probably about, a, yeah, um, somewhere around there, maybe about 100 um, speaker submissions, So, which is really, really awesome. I mean, there are some really powerful, uh, strong speakers out there who, uh, you know, put out some amazing work that, that we, we follow. <laughs> so there's some good Absolutely. names and some new names, but they all do some amazing things that, you know, sometimes just blow, blow our minds. So, so to speak. Definitely. So, yeah. And that's why we're here to help give them exposure and help the community be able to um, uh, know those products are out there to uh, take take advantage of them. Yeah, exactly. So maybe we might dive a little bit more deeper into um, the, the event and one of our future uh, shows. If um, once we have the, uh, the speaker lineup and the sessions and stuff like that, so we can start talking more about about each one of those. Uh, to to help push the uh, your interest and uh, so until until next time this is uh, been our first show for 2021 and there'll be a lot more to come so definitely please subscribe and please join us and follow us on Twitter I am Hajit and you'll find me on Twitter as at hooch h o o r g e and I'm Mick Pletcher, and you'll find me on Twitter at Mick underscore Pletcher. All right. You folks, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>